Welcome back, Clocks on the Stove, your favorite sports podcast, episode 98, with your usual host, myself, Grayson Fisher, and with me, my partner in crime in South Florida, Mr. Zach Watts. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment we've all been waiting for, football is back. Not preseason football, not these weird high school games on ESPN on Saturday morning, real life football that matters, college football is back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's not back in the way we want it to be back, but it's still back, which is better than nothing. Um, I just lost the entire schedule, but yeah, this Saturday starts us off. We have week zero kicking off. Um, a little weird that we do a week zero in college football. Um, I don't know why we don't do a preseason game in college football. I think that'd be way more beneficial than, than what we see. Technically, technically. It's the spring game. That's like four months ago, five months ago. Yeah. It's like, it's, it, it's kind of like that boyfriend thing where it's like, oh, you never take me on dates. It's like, well, we did, we, we did that one thing. We did that one thing, you know, that, that one time where we were, yeah, yeah, you remember the one time we went out? Yeah, yeah. Quit, quit you yapping. Quit, quit you yapping. Yeah, that's about all we get. I think it's weird that in high school there's a preseason game and in the NFL there's four and then in college there's none. Um. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm still happy football's back. I'm still going to sit my ass on the couch and watch these pointless games. Um, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Um, let's just dive on in, Zach. Let's just dive on in. Starting us off is our quote-unquote game of the week, um, which is Navy versus Notre Dame in Notre Dame. Notre Dame coming in at the number 13 team in the country. Minus- it's not It's not at Notre Dame. Where is it at? It's a neutral site? It's Dublin, Ireland. Oh, this game's the Ireland game. Yes. Okay, okay. The ad by some leprechaun, and he's like, you're in from the look of the Irish. Okay, this is cool. This is cool, then. I didn't know that. That's completely poor journalism on my end. This game's going to be on NBC at 2.30. Uh, Notre Dame coming in at minus 20 and a half. Actually, if you recall, last year's Week Zero kickoff game was also in Dublin, Ireland. I wonder if that's like their new thing. And it was uh, Nebraska versus Northwestern, where Northwestern won. Uh, their only win of the season was in another country. And um, if you remember the, the 18, the, the card machines broke at that game. Yeah. So everyone was drinking for free. They were getting slammed and they had like a huge cup snake going on. Do you remember that? Yeah. I, I just know that couldn't have happened in America because if their machines would have went down, there would have been like no drinking. Yeah. They didn't like you're good. No, but in Ireland, they're like, I fucking. <laughs> they like, like you, they're like, listen, if we take away the alcohol from the Irish, we may not make it home. Yeah, what a boring-ass game to give them, though. This game and that game last year, it's weird. You'd think they'd want to make it a little bit better. Anywho, diving into this game, I think Notre Dame is going to absolutely mollywop Navy. This is like kind of sort of a rivalry game. They play almost every year. Um, You know, there's a little an- animosity between the two teams, I guess you could say, in like the friendliest way possible because like, you have your military versus like a bunch of Catholic boys. So it's like, it's not like an evil rivalry. It's more like a, oh, sir, we're going to kick your behind in the game today. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's very proper. It's very proper. Um, yeah. I don't really give a shit about the game. Last year, Notre Dame beat Navy by a field goal, but that's only because Notre Dame put zero points up in the second half. Navy put up 19. What I'm most excited to see, Zach, is it felt like, Last year, Notre Dame was a quarterback away from being a real team, in my opinion, being like a real contender. And now they get Sam Hartman, 
who in my opinion is one of the best college football quarterbacks. I don't know why he doesn't get the love that some other quarterbacks do. Actually, I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen anything hyping him up at all this whole season, preseason. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see him around a team that has a lot of real weapons, a team with an amazing offensive line. You have a good young coach and Marcus Freeman, who I'm a big fan of, and I'm not a Notre Dame fan by any means. Um, what's going to be interesting is to see him more in a pro-style offense where he's been more in this slow mesh, let it develop. You know, every play is uh, either handoff or pass. You know, you can choose on the dot. That's what I'm going to be interested to see, to see him in more of a realistic offense. But I think maybe I, – I don't – I'm not going to spread anything. I just think Notre Dame's going to body them. What do, you, what do you think about going into this game? Yeah, I just love to see that – you know, the conspiracy that the NCAA always tries to hype up Notre Dame um, is in full effect. So they're just like, let's let the rest of the world know. Like, we're just going to give them a shitty opponent. And then when they beat them, like every international fan that just starts watching college football, they're going to be like, oh, my God, Notre Dame is the greatest team on earth. Uh, evidently, just for them to immediately blow it like halfway through the season, because that's always what happens. Um, also, I just have a hard time respecting a team that isn't in a conference. I don't, I still don't know why they're not. Um, but I digress. Regardless, um, I do agree with you with what you said. I like that Sam Hartman is on a new team. I do think he's going to get some different exposure outside of the ACC. Um, no disrespect to Wake Forest, but you know they're just not notoriously known for being a powerhouse college football program. So I do think he kind of slipped under the radar. I do think another part that played in part to that was um, during the midst of the whole Heisman race, he had to, I believe he went down to a couple injuries, missed some time here and there. He almost quit football. He almost retired because of the blood clot. Yeah. He almost, he almost never played again. Yeah. So with all that going on, you know, it, you kind of get lost in the mix there because there's so much storylines that go on with college football throughout the year. I mean, we have plenty of storylines to get into and we haven't even started the season. Um, but, you know, he does get, a, he's in a different system. He's not in that slow mesh where he kind of has to be the, he's still the captain, but kind of not the commander on the field where he has to dictate the pace of every single offensive drive. You know, Notre Dame is going to have a more pro style system which I think is really going to play a big part in whether or not he's pro ready or not. And I do think he is, he's a really quality quarterback. I mean, this is one of the few guys we've had full exposure to since he was in high school. You know, he was a part of that. Um, QB one. Was it QB one or elite? 11? Yeah. He's part of QB one with, um, I mean, he was also in elite 11, but QB one was um, the show with, um, it was him that, that random black kid that did nothing in Justin Fields. There. I thought he was in the season with um. No, you're right. You're right. No, no. The think, other one is with Jake Fromm. Yeah, Jake Jake Fromm and Tate Martell. That that was the season I That's was the like, best season. That's the that best. I was season. like, holy shit! This <laughs> yeah, is awesome. you got Tate Martell who's just like partying and not giving a fuck, and then you have freaking um, what's his name? Um, Jake Fromm out there. Jake Fromm's like out there going to church, like like mowing the lawn. Like it's so like total opposites. Oh yeah, they could they couldn't have done better than that, and then. The best part about that is Sam Hartman was like the most dominant player at his high school by far. And then he's out there and everyone on his team is just like literally like, yeah, I'm playing football because like it's fun. Yeah, his team was terrible. Yeah. And he's just out there like broken body like every game. And he's like, I put my he's like, I put the team on my back for this shit. And they're like, dude, your team is like eight and eight. Yeah. <laughs> your team's not even going to play all dude. Yeah. And like, oh my God. It was so funny to me. But um, regardless of that, like I he, I've always known about him. 
I wouldn't say I followed him closely. Like he is an ACC quarterback. So due to my Florida state pride, I have kept track of him over the years, but I am excited for what he's going to accomplish. Like you said, I love Notre Dame's new head coach. I do think he's very promising for them. You know, who do they move on from? That's the LSU's coach. Brian Kelly. Yeah. Brian Kelly moving on from him is a tough task to do. They're winning as coach ever. Yeah. I like, and here's what people need to understand. Not every coach is Nick Saban. Just because you don't make it to the natty or the playoffs every year doesn't dictate your if you're a great coach or not. And Brian Kelly, what he did for Notre Dame was amazing. Like the dude well, Brian Kelly left Notre Dame. Notre Dame didn't get rid of Brian Kelly. Well, obviously, yeah. why, why would they want to get rid of a guy that consistently kept their like status of being like, oh, we're Notre Dame, but yeah. um, you know, we're just good enough to talk shit, but we're never gonna really win anything. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're your grandpa's favorite school, buddy. But regardless, um, you know, the fact that they didn't have any – like, it doesn't seem like they're going to have any of those slow turnover years where it's going to be like, oh, we're rebuilding or whatever. They found a good guy, a good fit. So I don't have, like, extremely high hopes for them. There's just so many other amazing college football teams right now that I think are, like, destined to have great years. So that's just kind of how I look at it. But regardless – I do think Notre Dame is going to absolutely mollywop Navy. Um, I think the 20 and a half point spread is more so of like a based off last year thing. And in kind of regards to Navy, like, look, I know you're not a football school. You're a military school. But no disrespect. This game is solely to let Notre Dame whoop your ass on. Not oh, national. yeah. Oh, yeah. In Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. That That's all this is. And the last part I'm leave off on. I know you brought up how I we don't like having like a week zero, but if these were week one games, this would arguably be the worst week one of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. we, we, out of respect for the real teams that played, <laughs> I know. I'm gonna turn well, it what, I, what, what I'm saying is why not just make one good game? Like I'm not saying a banger. I'm not saying a top 15 match. I'm not saying anything like that, but you could have done like an SEC big 10 game, you know, like a, Ole Miss, Wisconsin, like something like that. Like where they're like two solid teams. They're not like great. They're solid, but they're good enough that it's like, all right, this is our week zero kickoff game. Not a 35-point blowout from Notre Dame. Yeah, the way I would do it is I would do two power five teams that are going to be in – that are projected to finish towards like the middle of their conference standings. So that way you don't give them the risk of like, hey – we know you may come off on a slow start week one. You don't know how you're going to play and ruin your college football chances. It's more so like, hey, we don't expect you to finish the season as a playoff contending team. But if you win this strong week one game, your chances of like showing out to the country and actually being a step ahead of everyone are going to be really good. It also so- looks good, too, if you're like a middle of the pack team, like you said, a big conference. It helps with your recruiting. If you're the only big game that weekend, it looks good. I, I just think it'd be – a little cool. I think another idea, Zach, would be to do the two best non-Power 5 teams and then have them play each other. Um, That'd give a little hype. Like, you know, for example, if we had, like, uh, UTSA and Tulane play. You know, they both were two top teams that were, like, 10-2 and two going ending the year. I think that would have been a really fun one. Um, Whether or not we agree with Week 0, it is what it is. Uh, let's move on to our next game. It's a game that I don't give two shits about. It's UTEP versus Jacksonville State. Jack, uh, what I do want to talk about, though, excuse me, let me slow down. UTEP is Jacksonville State's at 530 on CBS SN. It's, the odds are even. Um, what I don't want to talk about is the game. What I do want to talk about is Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State is an extremely dominant FCS powerhouse program. 
who has now just made their way to the FBS. They are in the CUSA. It's going to be their first ever FBS conference game. Now, something I want to point out, just because Jacksonville State just moved to the FBS does not mean that they have not won FBS games before. And there's five games I want to talk about. Five, uh, shout out to the NCAA, um, Stan Beckton. He actually wrote an article called The Five Memorable Jacksonville State Moments While They Were in the FCS. Um, Starting us off in 2010, they had a double overtime upset at Ole Miss, which is crazy. Um, Then moving on, they uh, whooped up on – they got their first ever playoff game against Samford. And the first ever playoff win against Samford in 2013. In 2015, they won a overtime game, a big overtime playoff game against Chattanooga. They went to the national championship in 2015 as well after defeating Sam Houston State, who was the favorite, and they actually beat them 62-10, to which is insane. And then the one that's going to make us want to kill ourselves is in 2021, they had a Hail Mary upset at Florida State, beating Florida State. Um, yeah, so this is not a team that is – uh, one to be, you know, looked, looked secondhand against. Also, there it, it was kind of good for them is with this new merger of all these conferences. The CUSA is a completely different division right now. Um, I'm going to actually read off the teams just to shock you. FIU, Jacksonville State, Liberty, Louisiana Tech, uh, Middle Tennessee State, New Mexico State, Sam Houston State, UTEP, and, we- and uh, Western Carolina, no, uh, Western Kentucky. So it's yeah. like a completely new conference. Um, I don't know what the hell is going to happen in this game, nor do I care. I just wanted to shout out Jacksonville State. I think that's it. There, it's cool to see a program like them make their way up, and I'd like to see other FCS programs start to do the same. Yeah. Um. If I'm not mistaken, I'm going to do a little research here, but I believe UTEP. We're in the 2023 season. Yes. Um, yeah. So they. Okay, I think it was UTSA that I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah, UTEP. Yeah, no, UTSA eight. ran the conference last year. Okay, yeah, yeah, UTEP finished eighth in Conference USA last year. But, you know, I kind of think this is like the perfect mixture of – or not the perfect mixture, but kind of the perfect storm metaphor you're looking for. You know, you're making your transition into the FBS, into a conference that's in the middle of kind of finding themselves again. You know, they lost a lot of teams to other conferences with this whole conference realignment, teams that are felt that they were better than where they were, went out to other conferences, whether it be power five and whatnot. Um, Regardless, I do think Jacksonville state has an early opportunity to make some noise. I don't know if they have any of the bowl restrictions that other teams have faced, such as James Madison, who can't play in a bowl game. Um, When they transferred into the FBS, I don't know if they've changed that rule. I do think it's the stupidest rule ever. I don't know why you're going to punish a team for taking a step up in competition um, it kind of seems like a freshman type of punishment where it's like, hey, you're new to this, so you got to sit this one out, buddy. So that's kind of how I feel about it. But, like, the teams you mentioned off, like, yeah, there's solid programs here and there, but, you know, it's nothing that Jacksonville State hasn't faced in their past. I mean, some of the games you mentioned, you know, they have upset wins over um, Ole Miss. They've beaten Florida State's. Like, they've beaten some of the top-tier quality in college it's football. In- FCS teams that are better than FBS teams, like FCS. high end FCS teams. Yeah, exactly. And you know, for them to make this next step into the Division One atmosphere, you know, it it's a great opportunity to put some exposure on your school and show that you are a quality football program. 
And at the same time, you know, you have nothing really to lose. Like you're setting your own expectations for this season. No one really knows what to expect out of you. Um, regardless of your FCS success, people are still going to say like, well, you're in the big time now. Like you're, you're playing some real competition. So, you know, for a week one game or excuse me, for a week zero game against probably the bottom of the conference again and UTEP, I think this is a really like a, it's a comfort game for them. It's to kind of find your bearings, see where you match up, find your weaknesses. And I think they're going to perform really well. Um, Like I said, I don't know too much about them because of their level of play in the FCS. Sorry to expose my casualness. I don't follow the FCS that closely outside like of the top. like a pretty consistent top 10 team in the FCS. I mean, they've been in the national championship. They're in the playoffs every year. Um, yeah. They're like their consistent powerhouse in the FCS. Yeah. Well, given that, I if they get a win week one in a commanding fashion, I'm just going to say you can't just win the game because, like, this team doesn't have any expectations either. But, you know, you start off strong and you prove that you can whoop up on these boys, then it's going to set the tone for the rest of the conference and being like, all right, this like this school is going to make a run for the CUSA title. Yeah, so the, our next game is a game that I don't care about and I don't know anything about either. It's UMass versus New Mexico State. If you want to check it out, it's going to be on ESPN at 7 o'clock. New Mexico State's coming in at a minus 6.5. New Mexico State's another team that just switched over to uh, – they were either Mountain West or Independent. They just switched over to uh, CUSA. That's a little um, interesting game. Next game, we got Ohio versus San Diego State, also at 7 o'clock on FS1. San Diego State, a minus two-point favorite. This is actually a pretty decent game. Um, one, I like the aspect that it's two different conferences. you got the MAC versus uh, the Mountain West. Ohio has been a pretty st steady uh, force in the MAC. And San Diego State's probably been, you know, outside of Boise State, the most consistent team in the Mountain West. They're probably going to end up going to Pac-12 if Pac-12 doesn't fully dissolve. Um, that's going to be a pretty cool game to watch. Don't know too much about it. The game I actually want to talk about is uh, at 7.30 on the SC Network, we have Hawaii versus Vanderbilt. At Vanderbilt, Vandy coming in at a minus 17.5. Um, this game last year was super fun to watch. I want to actually pull up the exact um, – I want to pull up the exact thing just to make sure I'm correct, but I believe it was like a pretty fun game um, when they played last year. Yeah, it was fun for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt won 63-10 to versus Hawaii. Um, Vandy comes in again at a minus 17.5 favorite. I've been hearing a lot of things about this Vanderbilt quarterback. I don't know his name. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know much about him, but everyone is talking like this kid's actually legit. Vanderbilt's like, Focused on their football program now. They've got a brand new stadium. Don't know what to expect. The the, the over-under, excuse me, Vandy is coming at a minus 17.5 favorite. I'm going to take Hawaii plus 17.5 just because you got to think these kids are going to be playing for Maui. You just got to think that these kids are going to play with the chip on their shoulder. And those are one of those factors that it's like you can't measure it, but it's big. That's hard. There's there's a purpose behind the reason. Um, I, I don't, like I said, I don't really know too much about this game other than that Vanderbilt's quarterback's getting a lot of hype. People are saying Vandy's going to be good for you know, the first time in a while. Um, I, I just think that also Hawaii always runs a really fun offense, you know, so it, it'll probably be something cool. But I, I think Hawaii is going to come in with a purpose this game, and they're probably going to cover the spread. You know, I remember this time last year I said the same thing about how Vanderbilt just isn't a good program and Hawaii's going to cover the spread. 
and I was severely disappointed. Um, unfortunately, with all the events that are going on in Hawaii, I do hope they have a strong showing for their people back home. Um, hopefully they can give them something to kind of take their mind off things, you know, celebrate a good football win. But unfortunately, I don't see this being like a we are Marshall kind of thing where it's kind of like rally the troops. Um, and if Vanderbilt, quote unquote, does have a good quarterback, then this may not be close at all. Because uh, no offense. Why is it known for their good defenses? Ever, never, ever, ever, ever. So with that being said, um, <laughs> Vandy is still technically SEC football, and I think it's going to play out as such, unfortunately. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards Vandy. I don't really, I I don't like picking spreads this early in the year because I don't know. They, they, I don't know shit. I don't know. I don't, shit. I don't know shit. what team. I don't know what team is gonna roll out on the field. Like they could literally come out like you could get like you could literally just like fake journal like hype up anyone they'd just be like oh my god they're balling out in practice just doing all this yeah that's against their own team in practice what if they suck because they suck worse yeah <laughs> like, like what you just like, got on shit dbs yeah like yeah man this quarterback's the truth dude your second string db like was a walk-on like he's 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 an engineer student the dude barely has time to even get to the football field like i i really don't know um but and this game's at Vandy. It's not like it's not in Hawaii like last year, so it might even be worse. Um, God forbid. But I mean, it's not nearly going to be as bad as this next game. Yeah, this next game is wow. Uh, San Jose State's going to USC. A little, I, do you even call it a rivalry? A little in-state beef, I guess you could say. Um, USC, the number six team in the country. This game is eight o'clock on the Pac-12 Network. USC coming in at our biggest spread of the weekend at minus thirty-one. This game will not be fun to watch competitively. It will be fun to watch because USC might put up 100 points. Like, dead ass might actually get to 100. Um, they have the best receiving core in college football right now, which is a fact. They have, like, eight guys that can they're going to rotate through. They have probably the best quarterback in college football in Caleb Williams. You know, the best quarterback guru, offensive coordinator guru in college football in Lincoln Riley. Um, the thing to look here is the defense. We know USC's offense can put up points. That's not a question. We've known that all year. The issue is the defense. Their defense is what lost them that game against um, Washington – or not Washington State, excuse me. The defense was lost in that game against Utah. The defense was lost in that game against Tulane is that they have no run defense. And that is partially on Lincoln Riley being new, not having a full team yet. And also, you're in the pack fucking 12. Your number one priority isn't run defense. But you need to see them make this transitional like phase ASAP because you're going to the Big Ten, which is the best running conference in college football. So you're going to need to make that adjustment. I wonder if we're going to see that. Obviously, listen, regardless of how their defense looks, they're going to blow out San Jose State. That's not an issue. It's the getting rid of those little things. It's not getting any hold calls. Let's not get any pass interference calls. Let's not make any stupid plays. Let's not turn a drive into a touchdown when it could have just been a field goal. You know, it's it's the little things of just getting in that flow and that rhythm, getting that comfortable, getting that preseason-esque bugs out. Um, I'm probably going to check it out just because there's no UFC card on uh, Saturday night and it's going to be fun to watch uh, Caleb Williams in his zone and watch these guys, you know, just light up the scoreboard. They're definitely going to hit 31, by the way. Yeah, I completely agree. I would have given San Jose State more of like a joking chance if this was like a late night Pac-12 game. 
because like the Pac-12, like the whole premonition of like, you know, late night Pac-12 games, anything can happen. Like, you don't know. Unfortunately, this game is going to be at like 4 p.m. in California. So uh, the the moon will not save them. And Caleb Williams might throw for 800 yards if he wants to. I don't know. Whatever his fingernails are painted this game, who really gives a shit. Um, but yeah, Caleb Williams probably going to go absolutely berserk. It It's going to be the most easy boring ass whooping you've ever seen we're probably going to see like you can't even really like i feel like this is going to be one of those games where you can't even like gauge how like how much caleb williams has improved this year because number one his receivers are going to be open by about 20 yards on every reception um all of their play designs are going to completely just out like outmatch san jose state's defense like san jose state may just be like high school football where it's like tampa two like we're just in Tampa too. Like whole game, just hold, hold everybody, hold everybody, hold everybody. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna. I have a bet that's actually, I think, a way more realistic bet than the spread because thirty-one is fucking nothing to USC. Does USC sell out the stadium this game? Nope, because they have not had a stadium sellout since they were in the USC era. And it sure as hell ain't coming against San Jose State Week Zero. Yeah. Um, that's crazy to me, man. You get all, you get this amazing coach. You get literally the entire Oklahoma roster. You get the best recruits, um, in the transfer portal. You get one of the best recruiting classes in college football. You get celebrities at your games. You get all these big things, and you get twenty thousand people show up in your games. Like it's crazy, like the lack of support in LA for for this team and, and for UCLA in general for both. And it's funny when they played when UCLA had a game last year. Um, I, I want to say it might have been against USC, and it was at home. They were like. Look how packed this crowd is. It's like, yeah, bro, because behind both end zones, you have sectioned off. Like, you have a cover. And then in, like, the middle of both sides, you have a cover. So, for 100,000 people, there's only availability for 40. You know, so, yeah, it's going to look like it's sold out. Yeah. Like, well, we're going to get into this later, but, like, during the Reggie Bush era, like, you had to, like, make seating. Like, it was like, yeah, you can pay to stand. You can pay to stand on the stairs if you want because like they were literally like we we have to let these people in or they're gonna kill like they're gonna fight their way in like that's you think it's hilarious when it's like they they like do like a uh what's called a panorama of the crowd and there's just like a giant cover that says usc over like the whole student section that's enough spots for ten thousand people you're covering (laughs) the best was when did you see um there's two actually it was one it was the it was a spring game i think lincoln riley's first year there and there was like I literally kid you not, two thousand people there, and it was just dead. And then UCLA's kickoff game last year, which was also in week zero, same thing, like two thousand people, same thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely not selling out. I can promise you that. Oh no, shot. Do we yeah. get two thirds? I'm gonna give them fifty percent. I'm gonna give them half. I think oh, I'm giving them. I'm giving it fifty, but I'm I'm more. Yeah. See. It's more going to be 50 because school just started and they're going to get off free tickets. <laughs> yes, but but how much how much of the stadium are they going to be blocking off for yeah, like man? That, that's true too. They're going to both end zones are going to be blocked off guaranteed fucking deed. Guaranteed. They actually already showed one of the end zones is their like Heisman tribute now. So that one's already blocked off. So one end zone's already blocked off. Yeah, who sat in that meeting was like they're like, how do we make our stadiums look more full? And then yeah. some some wise guy was sitting there and he goes, 
what if we had a Heisman tribute? You know, like, holy shit. They're like, give him my money. Yeah, g- give this guy a race. Give this guy a race. They're like, they're like, that way it'll look like we have more people. We have more, but less. Yeah. But less is more. It's funny that we're joking about this, but this is like legitimate conversations that happen with the USC athletic department. Someone had to decide to put that banner up. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine if at like Florida State, they were like, yeah, we're going to block off uh, this section with just a big old Florida State logo. It'd be a riot. There'd be war. No, 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 I think they would just say like, okay. And then you get to the game. There's just students just like ripping at it. Yeah, they're going to jump onto it. Yeah, they're all just like sitting on top of the cover. And the police are like, please get down. And they're like, well, there's there's 10,000 of us. So um, yeah, imagine going to like Death Valley and LSU. And like, yo, the end zone, we're getting we're getting rid of those seats. Yeah, we're actually putting a we're putting a Deshaun Watson mural right in the middle of the field. Wrong Death Valley, dumbass. I know. I just thought that was even funnier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna uh, to wrap it up though. Our last game is a uh, pointless fucking game. That if you're watching this, I don't know what you're doing with your Saturday night. FIU versus Louisiana Tech in Louisiana. Louisiana Tech coming in at a minus eleven. This game is on CBS SN at nine o'clock. Um, all I gotta say is go Owls. Fuck FIU. Everyone's getting all this hype because they dropped their sick, you know, retro night jerseys. They're not going to go to a bowl game for like the fourth year in a row. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing that's surprising me even like more, you're you live in the Eastern Time Zone, or is Louisiana Tech technically Central? One hour, yeah. So it'll be it'll be eight o'clock. Okay, damn it. Because I was gonna say technically, technically, they're playing. At a later, well, they are playing at a later time to us than USC. Like yeah, they're brother, just like, brother, brother Zach, brother, who the fuck is tuning in to the FIU Louisiana Tech game? It could be at twelve o'clock. It could be at three thirty. It could be at five a.m. It's going to get the same amount of fucking views. That's what I love though, is because they definitely like when they were playing this game out, they were like, "How do we put this game in such a time slot that no one's going to give a shit?" Like, yeah. Put like it right is, after the USC game. So when people are like, oh, I need a little more football, it's just like, oh, this game's on. Yeah. And then it's like, and then like as you tune into it, you watch it for maybe 20 minutes and you check your watch and you're like, maybe I should go to bed a little early. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I can get a little extra rest in tonight. Yeah. It'll be all right. But yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Week zero. It's it. It's one of those very bittersweet things. It's like, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm home. And then you see the crock pot out, and you're like, "Fuck!" You're like, "You're like, well, at least it's a family dinner." Or it's like you come home from Thanksgiving break from college, but you get sick. You're like, "Yeah, it's cool. I get to come home and like be in my own bed and have home cooked meals, but I don't get to see any of my friends because I'm fucking COVID in my bed." You know? Yeah. Or, or worse, you're home. You're home for the holidays, and you go out and you meet a girl, and then you realize you can't bring her back comedy place because you realize you're staying with your parents yes Fact. game over Fact. game over that's what you're trying to week zero motherfucker <laughs> that's when you hit her with the what What about your place yeah <laughs> you know, my buddy just moved into an apartment he's got a really nice couch yeah actually uh my grandma's in town so like we can't we can't go there sorry oh sorry my God, it's so fucking awesome yeah absolutely not so yeah as of oh, I'm sorry, you missed something. Yeah, I was just gonna say I don't know where we left off, but um, we have some other college things that we can discuss. Surprisingly, um, yeah. e- even though we're just starting, 
when you know it, the NCAA is surrounded in a pool of just shit. Um, there's always something that is wrong, or there's a there's a case going on. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Grayson, let, let's uh, roll right into the first one. Uh, I think it was as of yesterday. It might have been the day before, but Reggie Bush is suing the NCAA for defamation on his name. Um, it, it's a bunch of things. That's like the biggest one. Um, and what I've been reading on this, Zach, because I was uh, in bed last night bored looking through some – just diving into it like there's no way this happening. Basically, the Johnny Manziel documentaries were kind of motivated him. Good. And, and, and the NIL deal. Those are like the two biggest things. Johnny Manziel is also in support of Reggie Bush doing this. Um, And I'm going to give my honest opinion, Zach. I, I am on Team Reggie Bush a million percent. Uh, the way I look at it, this is the, this is the re- this is how I look at it from my perspective. First of all, they did not take his Heisman. He offered his Heisman to the NCAA. The NCAA wasn't like, "Give us your Heisman." No, 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 no. Reggie Bush went, "Listen, I agree. I messed up. I'm sorry. I'm going to give my Heisman back because of that." Regardless, he's the fucking Heisman. I hate when they do like the Heisman shows and there's like a gap in the year that he won it. He won the fucking Heisman. Like, there's not a, a conversation about that. The second people thing, are just gonna like nod their head. They're gonna be like, "Hmm, I like wonder what happened that year." Yeah, like, exactly. The other thing is, we let people like Aaron Hernandez, who literally murdered people. Oh, he's fine. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, all his shit can stay. But a guy that just took money because he was making hundreds of millions of dollars for a university and not getting any of it, took some money and he didn't. He didn't do any bad. There's there's nothing on on him hurting people. There's nothing on him with bad bad relations with women. There's nothing with him stealing. It. This is the only thing. You know, and now we live in an era where kids can get paid and kids can make the money that he's making, you know, and I agree. They did ruin his name. They made it, it probably hurt him a lot, you know, with with life in general, you know, having this Reggie Bush, the shitty person vibe to it. Um, I'm all for it. I want Reggie to get his Heisman back. I want whatever punishments happen to the UFC team losing those wins. I want everything fucking back because it's not fair that if he would played in today's era, it had been fine. You know, and he's kind of one of the first advocates that really started the push for helping, you know, young athletes make money and make money off of not letting universities use them to make money. They're also getting a percentage of themselves. Yeah, I think it's the American in me that just wants the individual to triumph against tyranny. I just think it's a very patriotic act. So um, down with the NCAA, um, all of it. I think, honestly, in all fairness, let's just let Reggie Bush shoot up on TRT and let him get four more years of college, see if we can earn it back. Go um, back in there. Hold on. Yeah, that'd be uh, pretty hilarious. As my dog uh, loses her mind in the background, because uh, God forbid we live in an apartment, and believe it or not, there are people that live here. Um, wow. So um, I know really hard concept for a dog to get through their head. Very difficult, I know. But regardless, you know, Reggie Bush, without a doubt, without glazing him as hard as possible, arguably one of the hardest mixtapes of all time. I'm surprised we didn't bring him up in our top five highlight films. Um, so I'm sorry, Reggie Bush. I guess somehow the NCAA was fundamentally right that maybe if we do just erase his name off of all the record books, it will make people forget about him because I I somehow forgot at, to an extent. But um, that's more well, on me. Uh, we got flamed, by the way, across all social media platforms for our list. So there's a lot of, yeah, yeah. Right we, definitely so. should have, we definitely should have done more thinking before we did that, that draft. Yeah. Um, but you know, I like the continuity of it, you know, just kind of like doing things on a whim because 
hindsight is always 2020. If I, when you're not put on the spot, of course you, you can have the best ideas ever, but it's when, it's when the pressure's on, do you shine? Like, like, do you, do you really perform when the lights are the brightest? Are you, are who you say you are a superstar? Shout out Sean O'Malley. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, what is, what is your, uh, your take on this Reggie Bush thing though? Honestly, truthfully. A hundred percent reinstate everything. I think it's kind of BS. Like, look, it's okay to admit that. Yes. During the time that it occurred, it wasn't right. But now that it is right, you shouldn't shun him for the mistakes of his past. I mean, he is a pioneer for this whole NIL thing. He is one of the major reasons why athletes are allowed to earn money for their own name and likeness these days. And, you know, without players like him, we'd probably still be in the days of guys earning millions upon millions of dollars for their universities and then never seeing a penny of it. There's countless of guys in college that earn money for their school and can't even afford housing, can't even afford food. Like literally kids used to literally get in trouble because their coach would buy them a meal. Yeah. And that was supposed to be there. One is uh, it was in like 2013, the Baylor running back. Remember that one? Yeah. He literally couldn't because Baylor doesn't let you live on dorms after sophomore year. And he couldn't afford an apartment. Like his family could not pay for him to go to an apartment. So he crashed on his teammate's couch and lost his fucking scholarship. That's the stupidest shit. That, so that, that, is, that has got to be the most like postmodern American thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Where it's just- there was some there was some congressman, I can't remember who it was, or a lawyer, some some fucking politician genius guy that was like, if the NCAA was a was a business, they would be just they would like be ended for monopoly. Like they would no longer be existing. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Like you want to talk about you want to talk about slave work. Yeah. They're literally like, we'll give you a scholarship, but you ain't earning shit. Yeah. Like, you're gonna yeah. sign this, you're gonna sign this little piece of paper and you're gonna be our bitch for uh four four to five years. Did you watch the Johnny Manzel untold? Not yet. Dude, his the year he won the Heisman, the Texas AM University. Oh, they are almost a, a billion dollars. $180 million, and he made nothing. Yeah. Shout out shout out his friend, though, who was like, oh, his parents are just rich. Yeah. <laughs> they got oil money. And NCAA was like, yeah, that, that checks out. Okay. That's white, white, white at Texas A&M? Checks out. Like, yeah, that's fine. They're like, <laughs> or, and then they're like, they bring him into the meeting, and they're like, look at these highlights. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, giving, it's like giving a baby a tablet. It's like the it's like it's like distract the baby, distract the baby, and they they just slide Johnny Manziel highlights over. God, they, I, there's so many people that don't like him, dude. But I am the biggest Johnny Manziel Glazer, dude. Dude, you oh, can not, you can like you can like him, you can hate him, but you're gonna watch because yeah. that's all you like. That that is literally who the, do you think you are? He is. Yeah, he is him. He yeah. he is quite literally like they call like. He literally played real life college football how I play in CAA. Yeah, <laughs> literally. He'd wake up hungover. And when you go, like, oh man, I had a long night. Let me turn on my PlayStation. He's like, all right, let me go head to Alabama real quick. <laughs> yeah, his, his teammates waking him up and he's like, dude, we have walkthroughs in an hour. And he's like, yeah. someone. <laughs> the bet, dude, you got to watch the documentary. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury was his. Uh, by the way, that, that coaching staff at the time was goaded. I don't know how that went under underlooked. Cliff Kingsbury was the offense coordinator, quarterback coach. And he's like, yeah, he shows up to the game we play Mississippi State, which is our biggest game of the year. It's called the Snowball. And it's like Texas A&M's in a blackout. 
Mississippi State's in a wideout. It's like the big or other way around. Biggest game of the year. He shows up and uh, at morning workouts, like the walkthrough an hour before they like start their pre pregame shit. Just throwing up in the garbage can hungover. Goes out and puts five hundred all purpose yards and five touchdowns in that game. So Cliff was like, it got to the point where like instead of trying to change Johnny, we just let Johnny Johnny, and it happened. Yeah, I mean. I can just imagine being a coach and you're like trying to do your game plan for the week. And you're like, man, we really want Johnny to do this. And then the coach is just like, has his like head in his hands. And he's like, fuck, I wish I could get through to this kid. He's like, I, he's like, I wish he would just listen. Cause he's like, you know, like you call a screen pass, he's going to stutter step, pump fake, roll out the other way. And he's going to be oh, like, yeah. fuck it. The guy that's supposed to be blocking, he's going to be like 40 yards down there. It's literally, it's literally recess flag football. Like that's yeah. just what it was to him. He was just like, I don't, I don't care. Like, no, that ass, but instead it was like national championship teams. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Saban was probably infuriated. Oh my gosh, dude. Imagine being Alabama where like you're so disciplined, you don't drink, you every fucking second of your life is just grind, 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 grind. And then this kid comes off a three-day bender, goes to Alabama and beats you. Yeah. Just imagine all of the Alabama players that watched the fucking <laughs> that watched the Johnny Manziel thing, and they're like, this man really beat us. Shit faced. Yeah, literally hung over. Yeah. They're like, they're like, there are teams that have a circled on their schedule years in advance. And Johnny Manziel just woke him. He's like, what am I playing today? Yeah. I think fuck. We got it. All right. Yeah. That's enough with the Johnny football glazing because I I could do that for hours. Uh Zach, you had an interesting draft for today. If you want to go on to that and we can draft some. Yeah. Um so we were, me and Grace were kind of texting this morning. We were like trying to like hypothesize some possible, you know, drafts. And I had one that came to me just because one of these occurrences happened to me the other day and I brought it up. So I used it as our, our example. It was small things that make any day instantly better. And the example that I used, which we will not be allowed to use is when you're driving home from work and you hit every green light, it just, it's really just a feel good moment. You just feel like the day is playing into your hands. You you have some higher power looking over you. Um. So yeah, that, that's what we're going to do our draft today on Grayson. I will let you start us off if you would like, unless you take my first one in that case, fuck you. But um, my, so I, I was thinking, cause there's like a lot of things that like are like this, that are like hard to, to think about, but I'm going to go. My number one is just finding cash on the ground. Find, finding uh, not like a lot, even if it's like a $20 bill, just finding free money um, civilly, not stealing it, not being like, Oh, like I just dropped it. I was bogging. I'm going to take it. And like, you, you go, you go, you park, you go, you go to the gym, you come out of your car, and there's like 20 bucks under your car. You're like, oh, shit, dude, that's awesome. Like, I, I just got free lunch and dinner. Find, yeah. Finding cash. Yeah. Finding cash. I like that. I like that. My my number one is going to be waking up in the morning and realizing you still have more time to go back to bed. Oh, that one's fire. Waking up before your alarm clock has got to be like a top five just like, Oh fuck yeah, dude! But you have to have at least like an hour. If it's any, if it's like thirty minutes or less, I can't fall back asleep. I'm just like shit. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, falling or waking up before alarm clock. I'm gonna go with my number two. 
um, waking up violently hungover and drinking a freezing cold water. Yeah. Yeah. Cold water hungover. That is a solid one. Um, oh, my number two, finding something you didn't know you lost or you forgot. Oh, that's really good. That's really yeah. good. like you stumble upon it and you're like, oh, fuck. I have you're like, you're like, I'm wondering where this went. Yeah, that that to me is when I'm just like, I know things are going right today. I'm just like, oh, yeah, like th things are falling together. Damn, that's a good one. That's a good one. I don't do this anymore, but I know the feeling of it. It's it's when you get that extra hit or two out of your nicotine when you thought it was dead. Ooh. Ooh. I don't do nicotine. I'm nicotine free. <laughs> I'm three years almost nicotine free. But I do remember those days where it's like you wake up, you're like, damn, that vape on my counter has been dead for two days. And you get like two hits that give you a nice little buzz out of it. You know what I mean? Oh, fuck. Hit from a dead Nick. Um, fuck, I just had this one in my head. Why am I forgetting? Why am I blanking? Hold on, it's coming back to me. It's coming back to me. Dude, I had one that was so good and it just slipped my mind, and I'm so fucking pissed right now because I know I'm not gonna be able to think of anything else until it comes back. Hold on. Waking up before your life, fuck, finding out things you forgot about. Hit from a dude that nicotine line just completely just like made me blank on everything. Shit. Okay, that's a good one though, right? No, I know that's why like I'm kind of pissed. I'm kind of pissed. Right? Oh, 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 oh. When people cancel plans that you already didn't want to go to. Yes. Yeah, because you you don't want to feel bad. Like you don't want to cancel on them because you want to go through with it. Like you want to be the good friend but you don't want to go. And then they call you and you're just like, yeah, man, I don't think we're going to do this tonight. And you're just like, yes. You're like, I wasn't even getting ready to begin with. So all you say is like, damn, bro. So looking forward to it. I'm so sorry. Like we'll make it happen again. And then you're like, oh. yeah. Or, or you say that and then they're like, oh, but we can do something else. And you're like, nah, 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 nah. Let's just, let, let's just reschedule for another time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really good. You have two more. What's a number four? Small things that make any day better. Hmm. That alarm one's really good. Um, I guess this isn't like fully relatable, but I mean, for the jobs I've had, you know, working in a restaurant and in other jobs, when your boss lets you go early. Yeah. I think that's good. It, it's not relatable to every job, but there are some jobs I know with EPR that happens with you sometimes and like working yeah. at a restaurant sometimes like, yo, I know you were supposed to be able to attend. You can go to 830. When, when you unsurprisingly get cut early from work. Yeah. Love that. That's always good. Getting cut early. I'm trying to think more, like, more so about when, like, we were, like, younger in high school. Like, yeah, what I'm thing? trying to think about, like, stuff like that, too. Because, like, oh, these... Oh, my God, I have a great one. I have a great oh, one. Fuck, hopefully, hopefully I can steal it from, like, the thought process. I have uh, a fucking great one. Oh shit! When you show up to class, when you show up to class and you see like the the TV 
pulled out or like the teacher's like we're gonna watch a movie today right study hall day yeah study hall day or like any class that like you just were dreading to go to and the teacher's like yeah we're we're not gonna do shit today there's nothing in the schedule and you're just like oh my god yes i study hall day damn that's kind of similar to the one i'm about to pick mine is when the teacher doesn't check the homework you didn't do damn (laughs) damn son oh Wow, that's so good. Because there's been days where I'm like, shit, dude, I have like a 81 in the class. Completely had like such a long night of practice. I didn't feel like doing the homework. Like this homework grade is going to drop me to a C. And then the teacher is just like, yeah, whatever homework, guys, fuck it. I messed up on the thing. Like, you're good. And you're just like, let's go. Solid. That's, uh, that's a solid. Dude, my fifth one is going to be really hard to come up with. Oh, my God. Um, I'm thinking if I can think of something to help you. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one last one that would really like cement this list. I need like something so solid. Like, what just makes your day that much better? Like, just you know, it's going to be a great day from then on out. Um, It sucks because as soon as this podcast ends, I'm gonna have 50 of them flying into my brain. Yeah. Yeah. This is the this is the this is when Oh, I have one. It's like kind of that. It's like kind of. I'll I'll let you go. I'll I'll pass on my um honorable mention when you're in a tie or when you're this is your this is your fifth. This is your fifth. No, I've already done five. I'd find and cast, drinking, freezing. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't write it down. It was the um, um, I I'm gonna say when you're you're you okay. All your players in fantasy are done, and you're barely up, and that guy has like one person left, and they're supposed to smoke you, and the guy underperforms, and you win. You know what I mean? Counterpoint when you're down by a lot. I've been in both of those shoes. I've been in both of those shoes. Yeah, you got pops off. Or when you're like down by twelve and you have a kicker left and you're like shit and he just Adam Vinatieri's it and you score like twenty points with your kicker. Damn, damn, that is solid. Shit, I'm trying to think. It is like, like I like this is the same boat. Like I just know I'm gonna have so many once yeah, this as ends. As soon as the pod ends, I'm gonna have a fifty of them fly out of my brain. Yeah. Um. Cause like one I could say, but like it's not relatable to us because we've never experienced it. Is I was gonna be like when you wake up one day and you realize it's like a snow day on yeah, school. Hurricane days. Yeah, but we like we we know they're coming. Yeah. <laughs> Hurricane doesn't just spawn up and it's like, oh shit. It's like it's like it's on us. Uh, um, no, nah, I'm gonna I like like I'm trying not to think of like big things though, like things that like aren't too big, like just like mind. Like I like I like what you said about going back to the school one. The school one's good. There's a yeah. lot. I'm trying to think of like high school. Um, I mean, I got another one. I I don't want to take it though. I feel like you might be able to think about it. It's more of a college one though. It's more college esque. It's more of a college one. 
think about a, a moment with in, regarding school and college, not like the social life, the school part where it's like, damn, that was that was good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go similar to that route. Um. When your teacher doesn't show up. Yeah. So okay. my mine was a little different. Mine was the same vibe. Mine was when you skip class or don't go and they don't do attendance. Oh yeah, that that. But I'm still gonna go with um when you wake up and the teacher cancels class. Like the yeah, teacher. that's fire. Or you go to class and you sit there. I've been I've been in this situation probably five times in college at FAU where the teacher doesn't say anything. You show up and nobody's there. And you sit there for like five minutes. And then you have the two kids like, we're going to stay the whole hour just in case he shows. And then you have like the kids like me that are like, I'm going to write my name on this piece of paper and leave it on the desk so he knows I was here. And then I leave. Yeah, that's odd. But yeah, that that that's our five. Um, God forbid we come up with anything else once this ends. Oh, we will 1 million percent get flamed on the socials once this comes out. Me? No, us, because we're gonna be like, oh, why didn't you think of this? Why didn't you think of this? Why didn't you think of this? I don't know, dude. We have some, we have some solid ones. Like the finding cash thing, such a solid number one. Um, finding something you didn't know you lost. Yeah, canceling plans you didn't want to go to. Oh no, these were solid. These were solid. I like yeah. these. These were. Like these were because we could technically just say we could technically just say if anyone calls us out for it, we could just be like, we're like that's a small thing in your day. Like, that'd be huge. Yeah, like, I like that. I, I think this is a good yeah, draft. Very wholesome. Very wholesome draft. Yeah, very, very wholesome. Very wholesome. Um, counterpoint, next week, we're going to do ones on small things that completely ruin your day. Yes, that's way easier. <laughs> yeah, that, that one I could go on. That yeah. one may have to have, like, a full, like, MLB 40-round draft. Um, yeah. Just get through because I have so many things that just piss me off. Yeah, I can, um, yeah I can. and we both worked in the service industry, so we probably have a million things that could yeah. ruin our day. Um, that is, uh, that's everything, folks. College football week zero. Reggie Bush, our draft. Kelly, Johnny Menzel. Shout out Johnny Menzel and Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yeah, shout out Sam Hartman's uh, heart. Yeah, yeah. Any, other, any other words before we tap out here? Um. Not words, no, no words to mind. Um, unfortunately, brain, brain, no worky uh, today. I've worked forty some hours this week, so the fact that I'm even up right now just blows my mind. I got kicked in the face last night playing indoor soccer, so that was great. Um, I'm like ninety percent sure my shit is fucked, but hey, it's all right, Zach. You can't get any uglier, so that that should help you. Yeah. I I begged an episode of SpongeBob where every time Squidward gets hit, it gets more handsome. I mean, if that were the case, I would probably agree to an amateur fight right now and just like fight. Just gonna beat the fuck out of you. (laughs) Hey, Sean, you wanna you wanna run it real quick? (laughs) Chris Martino minds. Episode ninety eight. We're trying to have a big episode one hundred. It might end up being like episode one hundred one or one hundred two based on timing, but stay tuned. Stay tuned.